Today on the Sunshine Economy, after years of shrinking, the state taxpayer-backed property insurance company, Citizens, is growing again fast, especially in South Florida. Florida is in the worst shape of any state relative to homeowners insurance. Any state. I'm Tom Hudson, here from the CEO of the largest property insurance company in the state, Citizens Property Insurance. Citizens hopes to hike its average homeowner's insurance rate by 11% this year, another 12% next year. We are without any question whatsoever the most affordable company in the marketplace. That does not mean insurance in Florida is affordable. The CEO of Citizens Property Insurance is next on the Sunshine Economy. Welcome to the Sunshine Economy on WLRN. Thanks for listening this week. I'm Tom Hudson. To hear Barry Gilway tell it, the skyrocketing cost of home insurance in Florida is not because of Mother Nature. It's more like human nature. There are individuals who want their home fixed, and there are individuals who want to utilize their insurance policies and maintenance agreement. And he blames Florida law for encouraging that by how it treats legal fees in insurance lawsuits. Gilway is the CEO of Citizens Property Insurance. It's the largest property insurer in the state and by far the dominant home insurer here in South Florida. If you have property insurance in Palm Beach, Broward, Miami-Dade, or Monroe counties, odds are that your property is insured by Citizens, which means it is ultimately insured by you. Since Citizens is the state-backed insurer of last resort, it does not have investors or shareholders on the hook if it has to pay out a monster loss like after a major hurricane. Instead, Florida residents ultimately would have to pick up the tab if the damages are big enough. That big enough to have to be bailed out by Floridian's number? Our probable maximum loss is about $12.7 billion. In South Florida, Citizens insures over $100 billion worth of homes and buildings. That number has been growing as private insurance companies cancel policies, stop renewing them, or leave the market altogether, driven away by what Gilway says is not hurricane winds or storm surges, but... I describe it as a complete sea of red ink. They're all losing money. And they're all scrambling to get rate increases as quickly as they possibly can. And Citizens is part of that push for higher-priced property insurance premiums. Gilway has been the boss at Citizens for almost a decade. He helped shrink the company from the biggest it had ever been down to the smallest. And now it's growing again and growing fast, fueled by what Gilway describes as the social acceptance of filing small claims fueled by fraud and Florida's law about legal fees. We will hear more about that later on in this program. We'll also hear from the CEO of the largest property insurer in the state on how inflation and the hot housing market is pushing up insurance premiums. And we'll hear about some ideas on how to slow down the ever-increasing cost of protecting homes in Florida. But we started our conversation about after years of shrinking, citizens is growing again as more homeowners, especially in South Florida, are left with no real choice to insure their homes. Since the year before Hurricane Irma, the number of citizens' property insurance policies in Florida has grown by over 300,000, a 67% increase compared to 2016. Why such a big rush for citizens' policy coverage? 
it all has to do with the uh, health of the overall Florida marketplace. Uh, if you go back to 2013, 14, and 15, um, the Florida market was very, very profitable for the private insurers, very profitable. They were earning over $400 million a year in positive net income. However, that all changed in 2016, and the market changed dramatically. So what is happening today in, in 17, 18, 19, 20, and, and the year we just completed? But what has happened since 2017 is these companies slowly but surely are losing money. I mean, it, not a little. I mean, nine months of this year, the, uh, the private industry lost $847 million in negative net income and $1.147 billion in negative underwriting income. So when you lose almost a billion, we'll lose over a billion, the private market will lose over a billion dollars this year in negative net income. Well, when that happens, they're losing almost a third of their surplus every single year. And that has now taken place for three straight years. Bottom line and what you're seeing is if you're a business and you're losing money, you'll want to write less. If you're a business and you're making money, you want to write more. And what's happening overall across the market, Tom, is that these companies are losing so much money that they're just trying to get rid of policyholders. They're trying to reduce the number of policyholders they have. Why is Florida right now such a money-losing proposition for private property insurance companies? Two things. Um, one, the the amount of fraud that is occurring in the marketplace um, is just it's staggering. You know, Tom, I don't know what it's like in your neighborhood, but in, in my neighborhood, you know, a lot of people are getting free roofs, right? Well, the roofs aren't free. Right. Their neighbors are paying for those roofs. You know, uh, you see the ads, two loose tile, new roof, call uh, roof.com. So there's a lot of fraud that's taking place. Um, bottom line is that's driving a huge amount of litigation. Fraud is one of the drivers. And then, of course, they call it social inflation. Social inflation is a real misnomer. I mean, I describe social inflation as the propensity for insurers to put in claims. So what, what you've got is you've got fraud, which makes it more and more and more acceptable to put in claims. Which, so overall, the industry is seeing an increase in, in frequency of, of claims, and they're in, uh, showing an increase in severity, the, the amount of the claim. And uh, you know, because of the overall litigation costs, um, the industry can't keep up. Two-thirds of citizens' policy growth since Hurricane Irma has been concentrated in two counties, Miami-Dade and Broward. Why such a concentration of demand for citizens? It's a concentration of demand for citizens because other carriers, uh, uh, other private carriers avoid it like the plague. When you're assessing a market where you want to write business, it's all going to come back to the one topic, and that's litigation. Uh, three years ago, the litigation rate in Dade was 51%. Now, what that means basically is that if you put in 100 claims, 51 of those claims are going to be litigated. And if you were in Broward, 
it was around 36%. So 36%, 36 out of every 100 claims are, are litigated. Fundamentally, we're getting to the point where citizens is, in many, many cases, because of some of the constraints legislatively, we're the cheapest on the street. We're the lowest price company on the street. Are you comfortable being that lowest price option? Absolutely not. No. I mean, it. it we're capped you know, today at 11%. You're limited in terms of the rate increases you can get improved. But you never get to the 11. You never get to the 10 because some people have lower, uh, have profitable areas. Some people yeah. have less profitable. Yeah. So we've been averaging 5 6% over the course. And, and as you know, in the market, rates are going up 25 30% overall. How do citizens feel about becoming increasingly a South Florida insurer, not an insurer statewide. Well, so I'll give you some surprising numbers. The actual market share for Dade and Broward hasn't changed significantly. We're still at, at a 54% market share, but we have been right in that 50, 51% market share for some time. We have really been a, a, a Southeast company with a concentration in Southeast. The total exposure of citizens has almost doubled since right before Irma, now over $230 billion at the end of last right. calendar year. How big is that going to get for citizens and, by extension, Florida taxpayers, say, before the beginning of the next storm season? When you look at overall exposure, at the low point, Tom, we were at $108 billion, just to put it in perspective. And at the high point, you were close to a half trillion dollars. In 2012, when I took over as CEO, um, we were right around $512 billion or half a trillion. And, and because of the overall profitability of the market, it, we dropped, right? So depopulation was popular. Everybody was making money in the marketplace. Uh, depopulation, people were taking business out of citizens left and right. It dropped all the way down to that 14, 14, 14. We got, a, got as low as the 108 billion. You're exactly right. Uh, right now, today, we're at about 245 billion. Uh, and next year, we're, we, we project we'll grow from, we're sitting here at 770,000 policyholders as of this morning. And from 770, we think we'll grow to about a million sixty-four thousand next year, which would which would equate to uh, right around three hundred and sixty billion dollars worth of exposure. How does that make you feel? Uh, well, you know, we're doing everything we possibly can, you know, to control uh, the overall growth. How many new policies is Citizen writing per week? Five thousand net new customers per week. And how many of those have been pushed into citizens because they've either been dropped or can't find a, a private insurer that is affordable for them? Virtually all of them. I would say 100%. Barry, is the era of citizens' depopulation over? No, uh, it's not over, but we are trying to do some things to I'm going to call it regenerate it. We're trying to keep up with the private market from a rate standpoint, can never do it. I mean, there, there's more and more and more of a divergence, right, between the private market and citizens every day. The citizens' effort to depopulate, to remove policies from the citizens' portfolio, 
perhaps is underway, but the market is telling you much different. If you're adding 5,000 policies a week and expect to continue that over the next many, many months, it's anything yes. but depopulation. Well, that's exactly right. And so we we have one or two companies that every time we do a personal lines depop, um, they participate. There are some lights at the end of the tunnel. Is that light another train coming? <laughs> Well, in the short term, in the short term, it is. And I say it is for in the short term, Tom, because it's not just rates. I mean, you, you, you know, you're getting hit with um, inflation adjustments on your home. The higher cost of home construction is pushing up insurance premiums. We will be hearing more about that from Citizens Property Insurance CEO Barry Gilway in a bit. You are listening to The Sunshine Economy on WLRN. I'm Tom Hudson. Still to come, the push for higher insurance premiums for homeowners in Florida. We are, without any question whatsoever, the most affordable company in the marketplace. That does not mean insurance in Florida is affordable. I'm Tom Hudson. We're back on the Sunshine Economy. Thanks for listening this week. One part of Florida's hot housing market that is rising faster than home prices is the price of home insurance. Ten days ago, one company, Southern Fidelity Insurance, went before state regulators asking for permission to almost double its homeowner's insurance rate. It would take its average insurance premium from below $2,500 a year to almost $5,000 a year. Over 16,000 properties in South Florida were protected by Southern Fidelity as of last September. Statewide, the company has about 99,000 property insurance policies in force. During the rate hearing earlier in January, the state's top property insurance regulator, Suzanne Murphy, asked this question. So is it accurate to say that without increases of the sort that you are seeking approval of today, that Southern Fidelity Insurance Company would not continue to be a going concern? This is one of the worries of regulators. Are insurance companies at risk of failing or leaving Florida without these big rate hikes? And Southern Fidelity Insurance co-CEO Byron Wells responded this way. This rate increase is vital to ensure the financial stability of this company moving forward. You know, without these increases, um, we would have to still have can take, can significant um, contribute substantial amounts of capital, which we feel is not sustainable or reasonable to expect. Without the higher insurance premiums, the company would have to come up with money from someplace in order to continue to insure Florida homes. By comparison to the rate hike Southern Fidelity is hoping for, the largest property insurance company's rate hike seems modest. Citizens Property Insurance Company is raising its average homeowner's insurance premium 11% this year, another 12% next year, the maximum allowed under state law. It may sound modest in relation to what Southern Fidelity is asking, but maybe not if your home is insured by citizens. The company is the state taxpayer-backed property insurance company of last resort. Barry Gilway is the CEO. In December, citizens requested that 11% across-the-board rate increase for 2022. Right. The staff at Citizens recommended a 7.3% increase, but the board decided to go for the 11% increase uh, and also look at a 12% increase across the board in 2023. How do you describe Citizens' homeowners' property insurance rates today compared to the private market? Incredibly low. 
Way, way, way too low. How much, either by dollar or percentage, do you think on average? So let me give you two examples. In, in, in Dade County, we're only about 5% below the market. In Pinellas County, we're 51% below the market. So it varies significantly, Tom, you know, across the state. I would say on average, we're probably 20, uh, 23, 24% below the market. I think if we get the 11%, um, you know, get the 11, then subsequently the 12, but that puts us at least 25 to 30% below the market overall. So even with over a 20% increase over two years, you'd still be roughly 75% of what the private market would be charging. Yes. Just to be clear, that varies significantly by territory. Uh, Southeast Florida, actually, Southeast Florida, we are much, much closer to the market in Southeast Florida. And the only reason for that, Tom, is over the last several years, Citizens has constantly got rate increases in, in that area. In the third quarter of 2021, according to state data, there were over 100 companies that insured property in South Florida that were active in this market. Citizens had a 40% market share in South Florida. What role does insurance premium play in that kind of market dominance? That's a great question. I'll tell you why. That Typically, I would say it's everything. Homeowners shop on price. Typically, that would have been my answer. Today, that's not the reason for citizens' growth. What the reason for citizens' growth is not rate. The reason for citizens' growth is real clear. There is no capacity outside of citizens in the marketplace. Very, very limited capacity. And companies are dropping insureds left and right. Capacity is an insureds industry word that means interest by a private insurer and the money available to uh, generate and underwrite the risk. Perfect description. Capacity is really the lack of available capital to back up your writings. When the private market is saying it's not interested, uh, it can't generate the premium, uh, doesn't want to take on the risk. Citizens is left with a 40% market share in South Florida, 50% in Dade County. Is this telling you that the current property market is uninsurable, essentially? for a private market? When I present to the board, Tom, I present to them, I give them a picture of the net, the net income every quarter for the 52 operating, what I would call private market companies, excluding the big guys, the state farms, the all states and nationwide. And of, of all of those companies, I describe it as a complete sea of red ink. I mean, there's probably only five of those companies that have any black ink on that page. Um, they're all losing money and they're all scrambling to get rate increases as quickly as they possibly can to stay ahead of the litigation trends. How do citizens' insurance rates affect efforts to attract private insurance companies to the market to take on the risk? It's, it is very difficult. The citizens' rate way too low is discouraging yeah. private companies. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, why? Uh, so if you're if, if you're a consumer, you're saying, why do I want to take this rate? You know, this rate is is twenty five, thirty percent higher. For citizens, as you 
and your staff work through these rate increase requests and are limited by state law, even as a glide path increases over the next several years in terms of the total uh, percent increase that uh, that citizens may be allowed. How is affordability considered? You're not going to like my answer to this and, and neither are your listeners, And but affordability is relative. Describe that. The question basically from a citizen standpoint is we are without any question whatsoever with our current rate structure, the most affordable company in the marketplace, right? And that does not mean insurance in Florida is affordable. There's a lot of um, information out there relative to what Florida homeowners pay relative to national. You know, we're paying twice as much. Some suspect that the average homeowner's insurance premium could eclipse the average mortgage payment in the next few years. Uh, absolutely, Tom. And, and that, uh, that's the concern, because ultimately, if we don't address the fundamental issues behind this, as opposed to simply rolling through and accepting the rate increases, you, you know, you, you're having a real impact on the economic environment, right? But back to but your affordability, we are the most affordable, right? But that doesn't, I know this sounds like a misnomer. We are, we are the most affordable, but we are not affordable. <laughs> <laughs> That's Barry Gilway, CEO at Citizens Property Insurance Company, the dominant home insurer in South Florida. Still to come, the state's biggest property insurer says lawsuits are piling up and pressuring home insurance premiums. Replacing a roof with two tiles missing doesn't comply with Florida statute, so we're not paying that claim. So what happens? Well, they sue, and there's no reason why they wouldn't sue. This is the Sunshine Economy on WLRN. I'm Tom Hudson. Thanks for listening and supporting public radio. Today we have our conversation with the head of Florida's biggest home insurance company, which also is the company backed by state taxpayers in the event of a devastating and massively expensive catastrophic event. But Citizens Property Insurance CEO Barry Gilway does not point to meteorological threats for driving up the cost of home insurance in Florida. Instead, he says it's a storm of lawsuits over the past several years fueling fast-rising home insurance premiums. When a homeowner makes an insurance claim requesting their insurance company pay for something, like water damage, a roof, a fire, and that claim winds up in a lawsuit, the insurance company has to pay all the legal fees in the case if it winds up paying more than the original claim offer. Now, this has been law in Florida for more than a century. Supporters say it protects homeowners against paying for legal costs if they want to sue their insurance company for what they think is a low-ball settlement offer. Property insurance companies have blamed the law for helping encourage lawsuits, driving private insurance companies away from Florida, and increasing fast-rising insurance premiums for homeowners. Barry Gilway at Citizens has been among the most frequent and outspoken critic. If we have a non-litigated claim, if, uh, and this is going to lead you to the wrong conclusion, if you have a non-litigated claim, it's $10,200 is the cost. If you have a litigated claim, it's $48,700, 400%. Now, the insurer's not getting that. The attorney's getting it. The contractor's getting it. The insurer's not getting it. The Tampa area 
Republican Senator Jeff Brandis has said that Florida no longer has a property insurance market. He's called it a litigation market. Do you agree? Absolutely. So here's the number uh, that really got a lot of visibility last year. This is staggering. It's it's just almost hard to believe that Florida has 8% of the property claims in the country, 8%. So if you take a look at all the property claims in the country, we have 8%. We have 76% of all the litigation in the country. 8% of the claims, 76% of the litigation. That's an astounding spread. One out of every 12 property insurance claims nationwide are filed in Florida. Absolutely. Three out of every four property insurance lawsuits are filed in Florida. Absolutely correct. How do you explain that? (laughs) Out of control litigation. Is it out of control litigation or is it the market telling you that there is the opportunity that insurance companies are not performing up to expectations. So here's the statute, 627428. <laughs> you know, you clearly have quoted this often, I imagine, Barry. Yes. It, it, it is the, it's called the, you'll, you'll know it by the one-way attorney fee statute. And the bottom line is, in Florida, which is truly, truly unique across the country, it basically says that... If there's a penny, if the insured is awarded, doesn't have to go to court. If you settle for a penny more than the offer that uh, that the insurance company originally made, then the insurance company pays all plaintiff costs. So until you fix the one-way attorney fee statute and put some, some kind of risk on the back of plaintiff counsel, why wouldn't they sue? So the argument, though, Barry, which you're familiar with, is that turning the attorney's fees in a settled insurance claim leverages the pressure on the insurance company to do what a plaintiff would think is right the first time. They don't get the money. The plaintiffs don't get the the plaintiff doesn't get the money. The money is going to the attorney firm. Then you've got the public adjuster costs. Then you've got the contractors that are, that are getting the money. What are homeowners suing citizens over? If it's an AOB, homeowners aren't, the, the homeowner's not suing citizens. AOB being the assignment of benefits, it could be assigned to someone else. If it's an AOB, it's the contractor that's suing citizens because we're saying you're um, uh, replacing a roof with two tiles missing doesn't comply with Florida statute. So we're not paying that claim. So what happens? Well, they sue. And there's no reason why they wouldn't sue because they're going to get that plaintiff cost anyway. Plaintiff attorneys point to practices throughout the industry, not just as citizens, about delayed insurance payments, uh, delayed settlements, efforts to look to disqualify what otherwise may be legitimate claims, or even having homeowners release insurance companies from future claims if they accept a, a, a settlement on an open claim. Right. Yeah, I, 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 you, you understand all of those arguments, right? Uh, but you take a look at the reality. I, let, let me give you an example. 
we just got, this is citizens. We're, we're the residual market in the state. But if you look at the complaint ratios for claims handling on the uh, Office of Insurance Regulation database, citizens, as an example, we were the third best in the state and we had a 2% complaint rate. So it's not the insurers. Is a complaint rate the same as uh, legal action, though? No, complaint rate is not the same as legal action. You know, legal action is being taken very simply as a method on the part of plaintiff attorneys to generate fees. And the longer they can keep the suit, suit going, the better. But the argument, if you think about it, Tom, the argument doesn't hold water, right, in terms of, geez, we're delaying payment. Uh, because we know that the longer you d- delay payment, the more litigation you're going to have, and, and ultimately, the higher the costs are. So every assessment that's been done on the part of Office of Insurance Regulation shows that the claims handling is in, com- is in compliance with all the standards that they put forth. Why would the industry do that? I mean, the industry I- I- today is in such dire financial straits that there are several companies that in all likelihood, to be frank with you, won't make it. How many insurance companies do you think will pull out of Florida or fail by the beginning of storm season, for instance? Well, I'm just going to quote the insurance commissioner on this. And he says he's following 12 of those 52 companies today on a monthly basis, just tracking their financials. How much will citizens spend on settling insurance lawsuits this year? Settling, so I can give you the defense fees. We have 17,000 litigated, uh, open litigated claims, and we're getting around 900 new litigated cases per month. And a litigated case is that a lawyer has filed a civil lawsuit against citizens for some insurance claim. Exactly. Right. So we're getting about 900 new cases per month, and we have a pending load of 17,000 cases. 93 law firms across the state help us on the defense side because we don't have that staff internally. And we're probably using about 1,100 attorneys um, from those law firms to to manage uh, pending cases and to manage the new cases that are coming in, in addition to our own staff. And what's that expense? Uh, Expense last year was about $88 million. That's the money citizens spent on lawyers. Barry Gilway is the CEO at the state-backed insurance company. Still to come, another driver of higher home insurance rates, inflation. The rebuilding costs are skyrocketing, obviously, with the inflationary environment. I'm Tom Hudson. We're back on the Sunshine Economy on WLRN. Thanks for being with us. Consumer inflation is at its highest level in more than a generation. The prices for all kinds of items and services have been rising fast. Used cars, hamburgers, dry cleaning. The price of construction materials was up more than 30% in December compared to a year earlier. Now, some of that is thanks to the higher cost of construction labor. Today's building costs are making insuring a home built a few years or even several decades ago more expensive now. In addition, the rising price of homes overall is influencing the cost of home insurance in Florida. 
the average price of a single-family home in South Florida is now a half million dollars. So $500,000. You're going to pay $10,600 a year for property for HO3. HO3 is the insurance industry lingo for the standard home insurance policy. That's nothing special. That's an HO3 replacement cost you know, policy. This is Barry Gilway. He's been in the property insurance industry for almost half a century. For the past decade, he's been the CEO at Citizens Property Insurance, the state-backed insurer of last resort here in Florida. If the average price of a home sold in South Florida is $500,000, then he says the average cost to insure it is almost eleven grand. So that's eight to $900 a month in insurance costs. Correct. And that's in Dade County. Now, our average home is 270000 How are rising home values affecting property insurance coverage in Florida? The way the mechanism works, Tom, is let's use the simple example of a $100,000 home. So your replacement cost value of that home, $100,000. So you've got an insured value of $100,000. The rebuilding costs are skyrocketing, obviously, right, with the inflationary environment. So what happens basically is virtually all companies uh, sign on to one of several inflation adjustment mechanisms. So ours, we happen to use something called CoreLogic. So CoreLogic would look at your home and say, look, I'm applying the inflation adjustment for your territory uh, you know, onto your home. And then I'm going to increase your insurance coverage A, which increases all the subsequent coverages. I'm going to increase your coverage A by that inflation adjustment. And as I indicated before, if you go back over the last five months, that's been 9.5%. So that $100,000 home becomes $110,000 home, right? So you would be billed for not $100,000 coverage A, the rates that apply to $110,000 coverage A, before you even talk about a rate increase. There's a premium increase associated you know, with, with that uh, increase in coverage, which you need, by the way. Um, it, it's not something you can just ignore or you're not going to be fully insured. What has been the impact since the first of the year, since the first of this calendar year, as the overall consumer inflation rate is around 7%? It really, really varies, Tom, by territory, you know, uh, significantly. So the inflation rate, the core logic rate would show you Duval is significantly lower than Southeast Florida, right? So the Southeast Florida, you know, maybe, you know, 13, 14, 15%, and Duval might be six, 7%. Now, we, we, we just don't force people to use our quote core logic system, right? So by, by law, if, if, you as a consumer can come in and say, well, you know, I don't agree with that coverage A increase, you know, and by the way, here's another inflation adjustment company that says it's something less Then we take that. But there comes a cost to that reassessment too. You've got to pay for an adjuster or an inspection to come out and the homeowner bears that cost. Exactly. That's not the only problem. The problem also, what's happening in the market, Tom, is that companies are saying, well, you know, you need your roof you know, replace that at 15 years, or I'm not going to accept a new business if your roof is over 15 years old. Then it became, I'm not going to accept a piece of new business if it's 10 years old. And, and there's a few companies now that were trying to file with OIR for, I'm not going to accept it if it's over five years old, 
OIR being the Office of Insurance Regulation, the state regulators. Yeah. So the criteria, the selection criteria that the private companies are using, they're trying to get to the sweet spot, right? They're narrowing it down saying, okay, if I can limit my writings to this, I'll make money. So you have one company that about 40% of their business is written out of state. Unfortunately, it was written in Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, where all the storms were happening. So they just went uh, public and said, hey, we're getting out of everything but Florida. You spoke about the insurance premium affected first by inflation and then affected by premium increases. Is there an intentional effort to increase replacement costs more than some private insurance companies at Citizens to try to recoup some of that premium increase that you're limited to under state law? No, there is not. I mean, there is a, I think there's a perception that that is the case. In other words, that there's a perception basically that, you know, we're trying to create, you know, uh, more difficult parameters, you know, for entry. Are some homeowners in Florida at risk of not being able to qualify for citizens because of the hot housing market, the rising home values? In a way, yes, because there is a statutory requirement. We're not allowed by statute to write any home with more than 700,000 coverage A, right? We're limited by statute. That's the maximum. There's a little bit more that you're allowed to do in Dade County and in the Keys, I think, right? That goes up to a million dollars of a value. So data Moreau, we're limited to a million dollars, right? So to your point exactly, let's say you have a home that's $670,000, all right? And you've got an inflation factor of 10%. And so that $670,000 goes up to $730,000. You're ineligible at that point. So what options does a homeowner like that have? They've been successful in increasing the value of their home, but with that success has come the cost of insurance. Right. Now, the higher valued homes, there's more of a market for higher valued homes than there is for the lower valued homes. So there's more uh, more options. Citizens Property Insurance CEO, Barry Gilway. Still to come, efforts to address the fast rising price to protect Florida homes. Affordability becomes a major issue and and ultimately a serious impact on the economics of the state. We're back on the Sunshine Economy on WLRN. I'm Tom Hudson. Thanks for your support of public broadcasting. Insurance reform in Florida is kind of like storm season. It comes about regularly, sometimes quietly, and nothing much happens, sometimes with a lot of attention. Beyond legal changes to the business of property insurance are industry practices. There are things that the largest property insurer in the state is considering doing to try to slow down the increasing cost of home insurance, but the company's been slow to implement. This is where we pick up our conversation with Barry Gilway, the CEO at Citizens Property Insurance. One of the areas where Citizens has really lagged the industry, we, we inspect less than 1% of our homes. It's on my watch, so I'll take responsibility. You're allowed to do more under state law. This isn't something that you're restricted to. Yes. If, if, yes, you are. Some companies, Tom, will do a physical inspection on every single policy. 
What the board has done is implementing a, a program where a higher percentage of homes every year would get reinspected. And so the concept there very simply is, look, we don't want to limit entry, but we want to make sure that the homes that we are insuring have a good roof, you know, have a water heater that isn't leaking, um, <laughs> you know, and, and that are, is in decent condition. And I think over the course of the next five years, each year, there is an intention to, um, you know, increase the over-inspection levels. Mandatory inspections in the private market, private insurance companies are known to call you up, send a homeowner an email or a text message and say, hey, we're going to send an inspector by to take a look at what's happening at your house to make sure we still want to insure it or insure it at the value it is. There's no question. We have not been doing the same level of inspections as the industry. What would be the effect if there was more inspections by citizens of citizens insured property? We need, and the board recently approved at the last board meeting, in fact, approved a significant increase in the number of inspections that we do. Can't do it automatically when you've got almost a million customers, but, but we're trying to, over a period of years, we'll be increasing the level of inspections every single year to try and get closer to the private market uh, you know, inspection program. What would be the effect of more inspections for citizens? I would say the identification of, of any problems. So when you have an inspection, uh, we go to look at Tom's house and we look at Tom's house and we say, hey, your porch needs fixing or your roof needs fixing, right? So you need proof of repair on that before you can enter. Or you need an agreement with a contractor to fix what I've found to be a problem before you can come in. So what's the, the impact there, obviously, is when you get a full inspection up front, then there, there's less of an opportunity for the insured basically to put a claim in against a, a current condition uh, in the house. Is there an appetite or interest at citizens to pay for what are thought to be loss prevention measures, water leak detection sensors, water heater replacements? for instance, or subsidize a roof repair as opposed to a roof replacement? It's very interesting that you say that because we are in this, we, we actually met, I met with uh, my underwriting team with a company um, just last week that, that puts on a, literally provides a roof extension product. It, it's a, a coating, for example, that you would put on an overall asphalt roof and it might give you four or five years more life. So instead of a replacement, if you just want to extend it. So those kind of things we're looking at. So I'd imagine the interest in citizens meeting with that kind of company would be to provide that service, maybe with a subsidy to your policyholders. Yes. I mean, the, the, the concept basically was to provide the service for subsidy. And, and by the way, we have looked at and, and, and continue to look at things to your point, if you look at you look at things like water detection systems, right? There's a company that just entered the market. One of their sales elements actually is that we provide the consumer, you know, with low cost water detection systems, and that differentiates them as a company, 
you know, in, in the overall marketplace. Would citizens be looking at uh, water detection sensors in the future? I think I think it's a distinct possibility. I think any uh, we've had some discussions along those lines. We haven't gone in that direction yet, Tom. What you have to distinguish between is the people that really want to fix the home and the individuals that want to um, let's just say get get a broader response, you know, a, a claims response and maybe get more out of the equation. I have to say, your description strikes me as diplomatic and cynical <laughs> at the same time. Well, it's, it is. You know what? It's meant to be diplomatic and cynical. <laughs> so, you know, I think what I'm trying to say, as you know, is, is that there are individuals who want their home fixed, and there are individuals who want to utilize their insurance policies and maintenance agreements. And that, that's the fundamental issue, Tom. You're not paying for a maintenance agreement. If you want a maintenance agreement, then you should sign up for a maintenance agreement. Uh, you know, frankly, what's occurring under the social inflation that I was referring to is it's becoming more and more of a maintenance agreement. And, it, and if, if that continues and, and insured say, well, I've got, you know, hey, in three years, I'm going to have to replace this roof. So I've got a couple of tiles missing, so I'm going to get an attorney and get a brand new, uh, have the insurance company. That's a maintenance agreement. And you, and you pay for that as, as well as, as your next door neighbor. With the continual higher cost of property insurance in Florida, particularly in South Florida, with the kind of rate increases that the private insurance companies are requesting, with the rate increases that citizens expects to request in the years ahead, is Florida on a path to have to consider state subsidies for home insurance? I hate to put it quite this way, Tom, but we're, we are state subsidies. For, for, for uh, You know, we are basically, a, a, you know, a state subsidy. But not a direct subsidy, right? It's an indirect subsidy. No, we're not. We're, you know, we're, we're a very indirect subsidy. Right. Because the Florida taxpayer ultimately is on the hook for losses that citizens may incur. Correct. Right. So my, I think my answer, Tom, would be it doesn't have to go that way. It just doesn't have to go that way. I think with reasonable reform, the governor has, has identified you know, the, the fraud and increased fraud as an issue. DeSantis has. In the budget, they're trying to you know, increase the prosecutor ranks you know, uh, uh, in order to be more aggressive relative to property fraud. So they clearly are focusing on how do we get the defense system, you know, more tuned in and the prosecutors more tuned in to getting more aggressive to going after some of these rings that are occurring, you know, across the state. And there are multiple rings. I don't think it has to go that way. I mean, Florida's in the worst shape of any state relative to homeowners insurance, any state. We're paying, you know, um, twice as high as many states, you know, in, now, and it's, it's increasing at, at a more dramatic rate. We really know what the causes are. And it's just going to take, it's going to take some aggressive legislation, in my opinion. And, then, and we tried last year, you know, I, I think the, um, 
the solicitation provisions in SB 76, um, I think would have had a real difference and they, they were turned down, right? As being um, um, against free speech. This was a ban on contractors soliciting business essentially for roofers, right? And a, a, a court ruled that that was an infringement on First Amendment rights. But Tom, that has to happen. I mean, uh, that has to happen. You've got the tail chasing the dog right now because you've got companies that are trying to keep ahead of the litigation rates. And so what's the solution? The solution, you know, is, is to fix the litigation rates. Otherwise, you know, it's, it's a never-ending story relative to rate increases. And affordability becomes a major issue and, and ultimately a serious impact on the economics of the state. Speaking with Barry Gilway, CEO at Citizens Property Insurance, the state-backed insurer of last resort in Florida. Joe Johnson is our technical director. Polly Landis is our booking producer. I'm Tom Hudson. Thanks for listening. WLRN Public Media.